Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Famula One. I'm your host, Jamie. It's just me here this week, just you and I. Um, hope you had a great week. Hope you tuned in to this past race weekend was Japan, Suzuka. Um, exciting race for sure. Top line, headline, Max has returned to form as we all expected him to. Um, he won the race by about 20 seconds. So the, so the Singapore weekend was what we all thought it was the, you know, blip, not the, the trend. Um, McLaren double podium though. So Lando took second and Oscar took third Oscar's first formula one podium in his rookie season. That's incredible. So exciting. Um, other notable things from the race, Red Bull um, with Max's win secured the their sixth constructors championship. So they secured the championship for this year. Um, their sixth ever since becoming a team in Formula One. Congratulations to them. Um, Drivers Championship does not seem far behind. See, you know, Max's win by over twenty seconds. Um, but their second driver had some some issues. Checo had. Lots of trouble in this this race weekend. Um, he retired early in the race due to damage after playing, basically playing bumper cars throughout the race. Um, went through a few front wings this past weekend. Um, DNFs finishes, leaves the race, but then he's he gets a penalty for contact when he was playing bumper cars and gets back in the car, returns to the race six to seven laps down um, to serve his penalty, and then he just re-DNFs. Which, this is bananas to me. This is, I know that this is allowed because I I think like all of us was like, there's no way this is allowed. And then I looked it up and it apparently is. Why is this allowed? Like, this is so crazy to me. Also, if it is, why isn't this taken advantage of more? Like, why is this weird? Very weird. Um, but with his performance, I mean, this brings his seat into question a lot more. I mean, it's been a conversation, right? We did an entire episode on Red Bull silly season stuff. Um, so we will, we will see how this fares. Tough weekend for Checo though. Um, other drivers that had a, a tough weekend, Logan Sargent also DNF'd. This is another one where, you know, his seat is coming up in conversation. Most recently, Felipe Drugovich has been linked to this seat. He's currently the Aston Martin Reserve driver. He was Formula 2 championship champion last year. Um, yeah, another DNF is not, not a great, not what Logan needs currently. Um, Alex Albon also had a DNF making this past race weekend the first Williams double DNF since Singapore of 2022. Tough weekend for Williams all around. Um, Lance Stroll and Valtteri Bottas also had DNFs. Very eventful race in terms of everything, but definitely in terms of DNFs, especially when one driver had two DNFs. That's a first, at least for me. Um other stuff, there was some drama with team orders as well this past race weekend. 
with Mercedes and with Alpine. Um, with Mercedes, George Russell was given the team orders to let Lewis through and was not happy about it. Um, did not want to play Mr. Team Player. Ended up letting him through, but via radio, it's he seemed very unhappy about that decision. Um, and then with Alpine, it was so a long kind of weird one, but essentially um, Esteban was ordered to let Pierre through so that Pierre could go try to catch Fernando, who was up in front of them. Um, Pierre is unable to catch Fernando. So then before the end of the race is given the team order to let Esteban back through. Pierre is super upset about this uh, at his, in his onboard, he's like, throwing up middle fingers and you can kind of see he's like gesturing. He didn't have the radio on, so we don't really know what he was saying, but definitely not, not happy things. It doesn't seem like, uh, and it turns out essentially Pierre was under the impression that because he was undercut at the start of the race or took the undercut at the start of the race, that that then meant the swap for him to go catch Fernando, he thought that that was them swapping back. He was under the impression there was an agreement there. But the team and Esteban are both like, no, that's this is how we've always run things. Um, so trouble in paradise for our, our French team and our French drivers. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll figure it out. But yeah, Mr. Pierre Gassi was not leaving this race too, too happy, it seems. But beyond the race in terms of other news, Oscar Piastri extends his contract with McLaren through 2026. And what a way to celebrate that with than with his first ever podium. Um, so this is really exciting. I mean, obviously we can see he's been an incredibly solid performer all year. So Super exciting to see what he'll do with McLaren through 2026. Um, they have Lando, I believe, through 2025 as well. So really strong driver combination for them. Other news, Jessica Hawkins, who is an Aston Martin ambassador, drove the AMR 21 in a test in Budapest this week, um, making her the first woman to drive an F1 car in the last five years. So it's really exciting. Um, she had some great quotes about, you know, how it's a dream come true and how, you know, we want to make it so that it's more accessible to women. Really exciting. Um, and then last thing is um, the FIA has announced that they are moving forward with the Andretti bid. Um, they're moving to the final stage of evaluation with the Andretti bid to join the grid. Um this doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be able to join the grid. It's just that they are in the final stage of evaluation with the FIA. Um, the FIA rejected three other bids from high tech Roden Carlin. Those two are both F1 teams. So high tech GP Roden Carlin, both their bids were rejected. And then this other bid from, okay, it's, <laughs> I'm going to try to sound it out. I believe it's, Lekisons, L-K-Y-S-U-N-Z. Um, I don't know what that is. I looked it up. I don't believe they do any other racing. They won't be joining the Formula One grid is, I guess, what 
that's that. I don't know. Um, but with this news about Andretti, I figured it was time to talk about Andretti. What is this Andretti name? You know, if you're if you follow other racing series, you might be familiar with it. There are they have teams in several other series. Um, if you have followed Formula One for a long time or for a while, you you probably know this this name as well. Um, but let's let's go into who are the Andrettis? Who is Andretti Global, the racing entity? And what does it mean that they're trying to be in Formula One? Let's talk about it. So sources for today, uh, The Guardian, adrianflux.co, um, andretti1.com, Motorsport Magazine, marioandretti.com, mediacadillac.com, uh, and good old Wikipedia. Um, oh, and racer.com. Sorry. <laughs> um, but so starting on, off, the Andretti family, the people behind the Andretti racing name. Um, Mario Andretti, he began racing in Pennsylvania in 1959 and eventually went on to become one of the most decorated racing drivers of all time. He has 111 career wins. He won the Formula One championship in 1978. He won the Indy 500 in 1969. He won the Daytona 500 in 1967, and he won the IndyCar Championship in 1965, 1966, 1969, and 1984. Um, also interesting note, he's one of only three drivers who have won races in Formula One, IndyCar, NASCAR, and the World Sports Car Championship. Um, if you're curious, the other two are Juan Pablo Montoya and Don Gurney, Dan Gurney. Um, so extremely, extremely decorated driver, extremely famous name, Mario Andretti. His son, Michael Andretti, is also a chart-topping driver in terms of success. Um, he's one of the top kart drivers with 42 victories, and he is kind of forever in the IndyCar history books with 6,702 career laps led, which is the second highest ever, according to what I could find. Um, he won the CART PPG IndyCar World Series title in 1991, and he drove for McLaren in Formula One in for one season in 1993 with a podium finish. He finished third in Monza. Um, he did eventually take his focus to the business side of the family business, you know, family business being racing. And he is now the owner and has been the owner of the Andretti racing side of the teams, essentially. We'll get into why I'm not now Andretti Global, um, but it had the team has had several names, teams, um, and has been managing that and been the sole owner of that for a long time. Michael's son is Marco Andretti. There's lots of M's. So Mario is the grandfather. Um, Michael is the son. Marco is the grandson. Mario, Michael, Marco. Um, Marco began racing an IndyCar in 2006. He has two wins, 20 podiums, 
to his career. And he was also 2006 um, Series Rookie of the Year, as well as Indy 500 Rookie of the Year. Um, you may have seen him most recently at this year's 2023 Indy 500. Um, he finished 17th racing in that race. He did some testing also for Honda Formula One team. And he raced in Formula E from 2014 through 15 in that season. These are not the only Andretti's in the racing world, though. So there's also Jeff Andretti, who is Michael's brother, Marco's son. And he also competed in IndyCar. Um, then there is Aldo Andretti, who is Marco's brother. And he was an open wheel racing driver. And John Andretti, who is the son of Aldo Andretti, meaning he is Marco's nephew and Michael's cousin. Um, he competed in IndyCar and NASCAR. So with all of these names, um, I feel like we should make like a family tree with this. There's a lot. Um, but with all of these names happening and all of these people in racing, um, and the Andretti family is the first family to have five members compete in the same series. That series being IndyCar um, and the drivers being Michael, Mario, Marco, Jeff, and John. How exciting. Um, we should definitely do like a family tree though. There's, I feel like I confused myself more when I was talking, so I'm sure I confused everybody listening and I apologize. <laughs> um, but getting into the, the, the Andretti racing business, the business side of, of the Andretti family. Um, why I mentioned when we were talking about Michael Andretti that the team had several different iterations and in, in names. The... What we now know as Andretti Global was founded as Forsyth Green in 1993. Michael purchased a stake in the team in 2002, and then the team name became Andretti Green Racing. The team then renamed to Andretti Autosport and remained that from 2009 to 2023 this year, and just recently went through a rebrand and are now Andretti Global. Um, it is said that the rebrand is related to the pursuit of this Formula One entry that we've been talking about. Um, very exciting, Andretti Global. Uh, currently, as far as series that Andretti Global races in, um, lots of things. They're currently in IMSA, IndyCar, Indy Next. Indy Next is like Formula Two for IndyCar. Um, Formula E, Extreme E, Supercars, and Super 2. And not only are they in these series, Andretti is extremely successful and has historically been extremely successful in these series. Um, so they have four IndyCar championships and one kart championship. So in 1995, they won the kart championship. We'll eventually talk about maybe the, the kart IndyCar thing. We'll get there one day. <laughs> um, but then uh, won the championship in IndyCar in 2004, 2005, 2007, and most recently in 2012. They also have won five Indy Next championships. So that is the like Formula 2 to IndyCar. Um, they won those in 2008, 2009, 2018, 2019, and 2021. They've won the Indy 500 six times. In 1995, 2005, 2007, 2014, 
2016 and 2017, and they have won Formula E championship uh, this past season, 2022 through 2023. And that's just to name a few. That is not all of the achievements of Andretti Autosports, just uh, truly just a highlight. Um, I would we'd be here all day if I was naming all of the achievements. So this brings us to this this Formula One bid, right? What we know and what we talked about earlier is that this bid has moved into the final stages of evaluation. We don't really know what that means, um, but to kind of give you the context, um, it's not just Andretti on this bid. It is Andretti and Cadillac. Um, they submitted a bid earlier this year. Interestingly, interestingly in the, the media release, at least, I don't know if this is also written in their bid to join Formula One, but it's noted in the press release that they'll include at least one American driver. So that is interesting. I wonder if, I don't know if they've already gotten to the point where they have drivers in mind, but I mean, if you think about like current American drivers that possess a super license, um, Logan, I mean, there's definitely, there's obviously other drivers beyond Logan, but um, you know, you think about Colton Herta, who is currently in IndyCar and does have currently drives for actually Andretti's IndyCar team. Um, he had some interest with Alpha Tauri last year for a Formula One seat, but he doesn't have a super license. So, you know, I mean, this is years away if if the bid does even go through. Um, but maybe him, I, you know, if he, if he's able to get more points, super license points and able to obtain a super license. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. It was also, you know, when I was going down the list of drivers, my brain kept going to all these people and being like, no, they just race in America. They are not American. You know, if they're specifying they want an American driver, my brain was like, Alex Pillow, he's not actually American. He's just races in IndyCar. Um, so that would be really interesting. Let me know who you think. Um, but back to this bid. So they're in the final stages, but that does not mean really that this is like a done deal by any means. Um, not only do we not really know what this final stage evaluation looks like, even if they do get the approval from the FIA to join the grid, team principals, several of them, have been extremely vocal about not welcoming an Andretti team, or not necessarily specifically an Andretti team, but an 11th team in general. Um, Christian Horner was interviewed and he expressed concern and some frustration over diluting prize money. Um, and diluting the, the 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 money that needs to come in to Formula One, um, you know, and I I know that this concern is sort of like you know when you're talking about hundreds of millions of dollars, it's kind of wild to be like, oh, you're not going to have enough money. Um, but the the concern, you know, Chris or Gunther has also expressed some concern as well. Gunther and Haas, smaller team, 
you know, so that money is really valuable to them. So I think, and, and Christian Horner said in, in this interview, which was with racer.com, um, you know, there needs to just be an agreement, right? You need to figure out how to move forward so that everybody can, can move forward happily. There have been 11 teams on the grid in the past. It is possible. So where does this leave us? I don't really know. I'm sorry to leave you on a, a, a cliffhanger. I, we don't have really much in terms of answers or honestly, I, I'm not like, I don't feel like I know where this is going. Right. I think um, the teams expressing that they don't want an 11th team that's going to be a big hurdle to get over, right? But they've already gotten over the huge hurdles of, you know, having their bid evaluated by the FIA. The three other bids have already been rejected. So you got to think that there's, they have a strong bid. Obviously, it's also, it's Andretti and Cadillac, right? I mean, maybe it's wishful thinking from me. Um, we'll see. I guess, you know, if you're like me and you really want to see Andretti on the grid, um, just positive vibes, you know, maybe, I don't know, sending messages of support to them would be helpful. Um, Michael, if you're listening, let us know how we can help. We're here. We want to see Andretti on the grid. We want to see Andretti Cadillac. We want to see who you end up picking for that, that American driver. So... That is is where we're at with Andretti Global, with the history of who these people are that are involved, you know, in the Andretti family, in the racing part of it, in the business part of it. We will hopefully have an update soon on uh, being able to add Formula One to their list of, of series they race in. But until then, have a fabulous week. I'll talk to you next week. Love you, bye.